Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Movie Time. You got myself. Movie Time. Um, you got myself, Renee, Loki Geek, aka the Geek, and you got Blake Wolf, the Wolf, here on this inaugural episode of Movie Time. What's going on, Blake? Movie Time. It's the Wolf and the Geek. What up? Hey, how's it going, Renee? Good, good, good. I'm excited because this is going to be, like I said, our inaugural, inaugural episode. Uh, and with the Oscars literally just around the corner, figured let's do a couple of episodes talking about the nominees. And we're not going to focus a lot on like the major, the smaller categories. We're going to be focusing on obviously the categories that a lot of people are going to be paying closer attention to right um we we left it to the board of the academy to make sure to not pay attention to the smaller categories already so let's just fall in line with what uh people are expecting to see so in this particular episode we will be talking about the supporting roles for both actor and actresses um so we'll go we figured let's run down each nomination category and we'll talk about our initial thoughts, who we thought probably were snubbed from these categories, and eventually we're going to be talking about our overall predictions on who we think is going to win, but also who we probably would want to win if that wasn't the case, right? If we were voting members of the Academy and it was just myself and Blake, who would we choose to be the winner of the 2022 Oscars? So... Um, again, if you like what you see and you want to see more of this, don't forget, hit that like and subscribe buttons, hit that notification bell so you get notified for whenever these episodes are uploaded onto YouTube. And as always, you could find these episodes on podcast form on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. Just look for the Low Key Geek channel up there and you will find these episodes uploaded when they go live. So... With that being said, why don't we dive into our first category, and that's going to be Actress in a Supporting Role. So let's go down the list here. So we have Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBois for West Side Story. Is it DeBois or DeBose? DeBose, yeah. DeBose, okay. I, I I always try to like uh, fancy up the names. That's usually yeah, what I right. do. So especially with uh, all those beautiful vowels in the name, similar with exactly. Anjanou. Yes. Oh my very... god, the, that's the one name I had to practice over and over again because I'm just like I win um, But anyway, um, so yes, you have Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. You have Judy Dench for Belfast, Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and now I just blanked on it. Janue <laughs> Ellis, and we got to get used to saying her name because, spoiler alert. Thank you. I, yeah, the, the alarms are going off. I think she's going to win. Uh, but oh! And uh, not to tip my hat too early. You, you can go ahead. 
first as we go through those. That's that's exciting. Okay, I, I love to hear that. So yes, Anjani. Uh, oh wait, I think I just messed that up. Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. So f- let's first talk about uh, who do we think was possibly uh, snubbed in this category. Now, when it comes to this particular category, I I look at who got nominated and. Right off the bat, I'm like, I would agree with these. Actually, I am actually really, really happy that Anjanu got nominated because when I watched King Richard, I did feel like she was a strong, powerful number two in that movie next to Will Smith. Um, and I thought her portrayal of the mother, the mother figure there was extremely strong and was another main heart of the storyline. I feel like a lot of focus, especially when King Richard first came out, was the main focus, right? Will Smith's role was like everyone was talking about, but no one was talking enough about her. So I'm actually really happy that she did get recognized for this. Um, But I'll go uh, first to you, Blake. Um, Who do you think, first of all, do you agree with these nominees? And uh, if there was anyone in this particular category you thought was snubbed, who would those have been? I think everyone's take uh, off the bat was, what the hell is Judy Dench doing on this list? And why, <laughs> if you have a Belfast supporting actress, why is it not Katrine Balfe? I right. firmly, it, it, that one still blows my mind. And I've heard people literally trying to come up with conspiracy theories of, is there a certain reason where there's uh, the, the the voting block is favoring Judy Dench for a certain reason? Or did there was there category problems where they thought she was a lead actress and she did such a great job? People were putting Katrina Balfe on the lead actress list. I mm-hmm. obviously don't know, and there's not enough transparency to know, but that one is utterly egregious. It's offensive. It's insulting. I'm still going to watch. I'm addicted to this shit. But uh, that one makes absolutely no sense. I think that's the most... Uh, obvious and glaring mistake from from this year's Oscars. Maybe overall, there's a few other snubs that we'll get to, but I think for Mm -hmm. this category especially, I have that one. And another person who was talked about a lot uh, was the possibility of Rita Moreno, who won this award back in the day. And the idea of having Rita Moreno win same movie um, so many years later, that was an exciting possibility. I don't know if the role necessarily carried enough weight um, and it's not like she's what we've seen many times before, an older actor or actress getting their due way after the fact for a lesser role because she did get her due back in the day. So I feel like if she hadn't, maybe they would be correcting and we would be seeing Rita Moreno instead mm-hmm. of a couple of these names. But um, I think those are the main ones. But to me, Katrine Balfe, is, is, that's uh, unacceptable. Uh, that's the right. biggest it's more than a snub in my opinion it doesn't even make sense right yeah no i i agree with you as well like um the the one surprise what for me was absolutely judy dench like i was not expecting her to be recognized because in watching that movie she was not a prominent figure in that movie really throughout right and um again it could be just you know, the name and the person that is Judy Dench to get that honorary nominee. Um, it, it's just really interesting to see, like, that stuff still happens with all the changes that they've been doing, you know, in the, in the past couple of years. Um, but 
one thing that I am also really happy to see, and even though I didn't think her uh, her acting was as strong as other people that she acted with, along with in the movie, but Kristen Dunst, uh, kind of like a comeback story in a way for her because she's been kind of doing a lot of like independent stuff and kind of like away from the the spotlight for a very long time um and now to see her kind of back again in the talks of um you know uh in the spotlight again in especially in this uh oscar nomination i thought is surprising but also i'm very happy to see overall um but as far as like other snubs and all that I, i really not particularly in this category i couldn't really think of anything i do agree with you about rita moreno i thought it would be kind of interesting if both her and Ariana was nominated um, because uh, I thought their roles were really some of the bigger roles within that movie. Um, no, regardless of what you think of the movie or not, um, I thought you know those were like the main standouts uh, within uh, the movie as a whole. Um, but what are your thoughts on the nomination for uh, Jesse Buckley? Because um, I did feel like you know The Lost Daughter came out pretty late in the year. Um, I believe it came out like the last couple of days of December on Netflix. And obviously not a lot of people had a chance to see it um, right away when it first came out. But um, I did feel like her role in that movie was extremely strong. Um, And if anything, I would I would have probably would have considered her to be maybe a leading role uh, because I thought she had more of the screen time above anyone else, um, even more so than um, uh, than uh, Coleman. So, yeah, I I think that I first off, I love that movie. I had a, an amazing, it wasn't a fun movie, so I, I don't know if I'd say it, I had an amazing time, but it was a powerful and impactful movie, and especially mm-hmm. the acting, which makes sense. It's directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, a celebrated right. actress. And when we have, um, I also have on my potential snubs list or people who could have been nominated was Dakota Johnson in the same movie. Mm. So we have Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley both nominated, and I think... Dakota Johnson could have been nominated. I actually think Ed Harris, there's a world where he's a supporting actor uh, nominee, even though nobody was really talking about that. So, right. but especially in this whim, in, in this movie where this female director who is an actress and is give, is able to give such performances, really focusing on that aspect, it seems like it was made for, uh, for great award-winning type performances. And mm-hmm. looking at this list, it is a difficult for me to say Jesse Buckley does not deserve the award. I don't think at the mm-hmm. end of the day, Jesse Buckley gets the award, but that was an incredibly difficult performance. And I yeah. think that Jesse Buckley absolutely nailed it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm actually really excited to see her next role in the A24 um a movie that's coming out this year. I, I forgot the name of it, but it's kind of like that thriller, horror, like kind of, you know, the typical A24 type movie and her being the lead in that in that movie. I'm actually very excited to see that. So, um, and, you know, we talked, obviously we talked about Judy Dench and how that was like, you know, kind of maybe the more controversial uh, nominations uh, in this category. Um, I, I said my piece about Kristen Dunst. What do you feel about her nomination? I loved her performance. She's on my shortlist of who I would have anyway. 
Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of who the who the academy thought should be up there, I thought her performance was absolutely incredible. I think that there's something to be said about she's getting that nomination and she's getting some due, um, and she's a celebrity. What I'm not sure about, and I think this is a theme that we could pull on for any of these, especially the acting categories, is mm-hmm. this new voting, um, the, this new academy that shifted and seems to be favoring more international and maybe less traditional. Uh, um, Oscar bait, American cinema. And what I'm not sure about is how seriously this voting group takes American celebrity. So I think there might be some people who get, who would in a, a few years prior or more, a Kirsten Dunst, um, mm-hmm. might get more of a chance, but I'm not sure. And I, I honestly don't know. There's a lot of, of unanswered questions about, we, we have some patterns starting to develop since they changed the voting uh, group in the last couple few years. But right. um, we we don't know enough to say, okay, for the last five or 10 years, this is the pattern that's developed. But I don't think Kirsten Dunst has a chance to win um, right. or much of a chance, but I do think that her performance deserves to be considered. I think Ariana DeBose, Anjanou Ellis, and Kirsten Dunst, and Jesse Buckley all give the type of performances that on any given year, depending on who their competitors are, that could win. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if Kirsten Dunst or Jesse Buckley wins. I'm not even sure why. I do feel like Anjanou Ellis or Ariana DeBose, though, are my favorites for who will win. And Mm -hmm. between those two, I think Ariana DeBose had a lot of momentum after West Side Story and still does. Um, But then there's also, with Anjanou Ellis and the King Richard conversation, that performance and that character make that movie work. And without that, mm-hmm. that movie does not work. Uh, it right. is, it is, if it, without that, then it is more just a traditional biopic where it's just celebrating the main character. And instead, mm-hmm. her character with that one scene in the kitchen alone gives the whole movie a lot more nuance and credibility. So I think at the end of the day, Especially if you're giving the award to Will Smith, I think it makes sense. Anjanou Ellis is one who even makes that movie. I, I don't know if people would even be taking it seriously without that character and without Anjanou Ellis delivering such a powerful performance through that character. Um, right. But again, at the end of the day, any of these except Judy Dench, I think, are, are <laughs> award-worthy performances. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree there. So with that being said, who is your uh, pick for who you would personally want to win? And then after that, who would be your pick to really, who would the Academy vote for? Sure. Um, so I have a little short list of people, even even outside of this list, that I would, would have wanted to see. I think there's some really okay. interesting options here. So um, to- Toko Miura, and maybe you could correct me on the pronunciation there, from Drive My Car. The, ah, yes. The, yeah. From Drive My Car. That definitely could have. And I think if the Academy gets more international in the future, mm-hmm. this is a category where we don't see a lot of performances from other movies. Um, I think a couple of years ago, we we're looking at the, the Parasite snubs mm-hmm. as a good example. And then that's still continuing with acting in um, in. Yes, Penelope Cruz gets in for Parallel Mothers, but Melina Smith from that movie could have gotten in. Um, that actress, Tokomira from Drive My Car, could have gotten in. Um, I think we could have seen more nominations from um, Worst Person in the World in um, in the acting categories. 
Otherwise, um, Olga Merides uh, and Daphne Rubin-Vega in In the Heights. Um, mm. Harriet Sansum-Saris from Licorice Pizza, who plays the agent. And I think it is uh, it is just such a small part on screen. It's not a recurring character. But in those few minutes, delivered just absolutely scene-stealing. And everyone was wrapped with just watching the way that that woman was speaking and the things she was saying. And she was such a character. That would have been a fun one to see. Um, and then also another fun one was, uh, Leah Seydoux, not only for French Dispatch, which I think would be what would get nominated, but also in Bond and then finishing out the, yeah. the Bond movies this year. That was, um, I, those are the kind of movies that I would enjoy the Oscars more if they were nominated. That said, only, only so many people can, could replace, uh, Judy Dench. And I would have, I think from this list, I may have given it to Katrina Balfe, but I personally, uh, I want to say Kirsten Dunst is who I would vote for. Or Ariana DeBose, or Anjanou Ellis. That would be tough for me. If I absolutely had to pick, I think watching um, Kirsten Dunn's character melt down slowly over time. Um, whereas Ariana DeBose and Anjanou Ellis both gave powerhouse performances. Watching the actual character degrade and kind of start to lose her mind and become weepier and become less, uh, a, more detached from society, and watching a character really go through mental tribulation that was very well executed for kirsten dunn so i think she had the toughest assignment um mm -hmm. and even though uh any any of these actresses do deserve to be taken seriously for their performances i think she did the best with the most difficult assignment um which you can't credit against any of the other actors because they did awesome with what they had they did as good as you right. could do but um, I think personally, I would give it to Kirsten Dunst. At the end of the day, I'm going to stick with Anjanou Ellis for my prediction right now. Um, I know that you and I like to do our watch party every year at the Oscars and mm -hmm. compare ballots. I might change it between now and then, but for right now, um, where we still have a little bit of time to go, I would give it to, uh, to Anjanou Ellis for my favorite to actually win. Uh, that's awesome. Um, and surprising to me because, um, I, not that, you know, we, we talked about this prior or anything like that, but, um, with everything that has been, um, transpiring with all the award ceremonies and, you know, like this past weekend, we just had the BAFTAs and the Critics' Choice and all that. Um, you know, it, it does seem like Ar Ariana uh, Du Bois is, running away with this category so far and has been for a while um but uh if it's interesting to hear that you really do think that that could change between now and when the oscars are announced on on uh the last sunday of the month so um it's it's, it's fun i i love hearing that that's great you're not wrong because ariana debose has wins i'm looking at the list now golden globes sag critics choice and bafta and then the oscar nomination whereas Anjanou Ellis has NBR and SBIFF Outstanding Performer of the Year. I'm not even sure what those acronyms are off the top, but also nominations in some big ones, Golden Globes, BAFTA, Critics' right. Choice, uh, and Oscars. I Now you're convincing me that it's probably going to be Ariana DeBose. <laughs> no, don't let me do that. <laughs> after, with the Anthony Hopkins winning over Chadwick Boseman, I'm going to go ahead and say Judy Dench. Fuck it. I think Judy Dench is definitely going to win if you can give the award to, to Anthony Hopkins over Chadwick Boseman. I'm going to say that. No, seriously, I'm going to stick with Anjanou Ellis today. Mm -hmm. But the, if, if nothing's really changed in mo momentum-wise in the conversation, I think maybe I would say Aaron Bose is probably the smarter pick. Smarter money right now, for sure. That's a good point. Nice.
that's 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 awesome okay uh for myself um if we were to look at outside of this category though i only had one name on the on the on my list and it's actually sudo um you brought her up i'm happy you actually did because i did feel like out of all the other quote-unquote supporting actresses out there throughout all of last year she stood out to me um because one i thought she was amazing in bond um you know and you know regardless of what a lot of people think of that movie um she was a one of the few reoccurring characters that actually made sense in that whole like daniel craig franchise but it was her amazing performance in the french dispatch which i wasn't even honestly i wasn't i, I didn't even know she was in that movie and then when she popped up on screen i was like holy shit that's her and just how artistic that performance was and everything and you know i we talked about this several times before. I'm a sucker for Wes Anderson. So, um, you know, seeing her in part of that cast, and it's a really stacked cast. She's one of the ones that definitely stood out for me. Uh, but if we were to stick within this category, I think my passion win would be uh, Jesse Buckley. Um, because I do... For yourself? That's your, your yeah. favorite? Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite out of everyone here because, um, like I said, The Lost Daughter was one of those movies that um, came out really late. Uh, I did decide to watch it because it was Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut, and I was really curious to see like what kind of movie she's going to put out there. And of course, Coleman is like right at, at this point a Hollywood favorite. You know, she's been she's a wonderful actress and everything like that. But it was really Jesse Buckley who stood out for me, and I thought was the a lot of the emotion within that movie. While Coleman's character was a little bit like that. Uh, a creeper or that person with like a weird you know fetish about little little girls and the doll and everything like that you know while you really saw how she became that person through the lens of jesse buckley's performance right so uh i i really do feel like that for me personally that would be my choice but i do really feel strongly that it is going to go to ariana debose because um i think it would be kind of poetic that for a movie that came out so many years ago that Rita Moreno won in this category, to have this person to come in and step into her shoes to play the same role in a newer version of the movie directed by Steven Spielberg, how poetic would it be for her to run away with this award? And to be honest and to be fair, in my opinion, I thought her performance was fantastic. I think out of everyone, um, alongside with one other person I will mention later, they were the strongest people, like actors, in this movie for me personally. Um, and every time they showed up on screen, I, I just felt the emotion, the energy, the you know, the powerful, um, the power, and everything like that. Um, because you know, not to take anything away from the leads, well. Maybe Ansel Eg Egort, but because uh, uh, he was definitely the weakest of the of the in that movie. But um, I do feel like she is definitely one of the ones that stood out the most for myself. No, absolutely, and I think that that movie, especially, it gets snubbed in the best actress conversation, which we can do at a future episode. Um, the I don't know what other awards it's even in serious contention for. I'd have to look at it more closely, yeah. but it's possible it gets fully snubbed. And so to see 
at least this category, which might be its strongest chance to to say this is a series, this was a well executed movie, and this is one of the most beloved films of all time historically, mm-hmm. and they did a good job. I think it'd be good for it'd be nice to see West Side Story get a get a nod like that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, cool. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. But before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one, there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, it also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements, anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, LOWKEYGEEK, all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. So moving on, let's go to the next category, and that is going to be actor in a supporting role. So let me just switch this out. There we go. So we got Karen Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotz. Is it Kotzer? I'm, I've been Kotzer. hearing Kotzer, but okay. I'm not Kotzer, Kotzer. I think I've heard both. Okay. All right. Uh, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. So my initial thoughts when I heard these nominations read out, I was extremely pleased that Troy was nominated because I think Coda was one of those movies that really stood out to me all of last year. I wouldn't say it was probably my top favorite, but definitely top five for me of all of last year. Uh, And it was unexpected for me. Um, And I do think a lot of that had to do with his performance, along with um, the actress who played the daughter. And of course, you have um, uh, her name escapes me right now, the one who played the mom. yeah, Melanie. Um, I'm going to pull that up because she was actually and also in my potential list for the supporting right. actress nominations. Yeah, uh, because her her performance was unreal, and she's been historically um, won an award for her performance back in the day for for Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, um, I, I believe it was Children of a Lesser God. She won that uh, that movie uh, the Oscar for a while ago. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was a long time ago. Yeah. History there. So, yeah. So I was really happy to see that he got his recognition. Jesse Plemons, I'm not surprised because he always pops up somehow, you know. And it, you know, 
it it makes sense. I mean, he is a great actor. He's like one of those like under the radar, like really, really strong actors right now in Hollywood. Um, So I'm not surprised by that. Now, full full disclosure, I did not watch Being the Ricardos. Uh, One of the reasons why is because I actually had no interest to watch it. Um, uh, Basically, like I didn't think the casting was that great of of a job to be honest with you like knowing i grew up watching um you know i love lucy you know in reruns obviously so i know how ricky ricardo sounds like i know how his mannerisms i know how lucy you know lucille ball acts and her mannerisms and then when they chose the two uh harvey R. bardem and nicole kidman i was just like it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So I guess just because of that, I refuse to watch the movie. Not saying that I will never watch the movie, um, but as of right now, I just had no desire to. So to see it getting as much recognition, at least in the acting categories as it has been getting, kind of surprises me, uh, especially since the people that I know who've watched it were kind of mixed on it. Um, you know, some liked it, some thought it was, eh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, but J.K. Simmons, I'm always happy to see him pop up because I just like him as an actor in general, but I have nothing to uh, compare it to uh, because I didn't watch the movie, right? So, so yeah, so those were just my initial thoughts. Uh, What about you, Blake? Yeah, uh, we're friends. Renee, don't watch Being the Ricardos. It's not worth it. (laughs) Good. I made myself watch it and ate my vegetables and it it wasn't worth it. It was a fine movie mm-hmm. and love Aaron Sorkin most of the time. Don't like him when he's behind the camera. The writing mm-hmm. was solid in the Aaron Sorkin type of way. But now that we know what Aaron Sorkin's capable of and he, he can d- d- phone that in, this isn't among his best work. He's definitely, if someone else is behind the camera, maybe it becomes a more special movie. I, yeah. I, that one was a big surprise to me to see both Javier Bardem, which we can talk about later um, in our mm-hmm. next episode, but also for now, J.K. Simmons, that one surprised me. Um, yeah. I think Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. I think that mm-hmm. there's even, like, uh, there's there's an argument that Coda might get some extra love because it's a movie about someone pursuing the arts. I don't know. But that movie deserves more credit. Being the Ricardos, it doesn't make sense to me why it did, except it falls into that Hollywood movie about Hollywood and about some very beloved characters. And then also when you do the biopic, which we've seen mm-hmm. too many times in recent years, where even a performance like Freddie Mercury, that it happens so often where the winners are playing, they're doing impersonations or, and maybe just adding a little bit of flavor to a, a famous person. It's recognizable. Right. So you know what you're comparing it to and you say, oh, they did a good job. They got to 99% accuracy of that. But I'm I'm honestly tired of that trend, and I hope that being the Ricardos doesn't follow into into that same pattern. Um, otherwise, yeah, Jesse Plemons is is awesome. I don't know, I don't. If you just told me Jesse Plemons is that person, I've listened to interviews. If you just told me he's that person all the time, and never is like it is just walks in, reads the script. I, he could be doing it off a teleprompter for all I know, but he's so consistent yeah. and oh, good. Yeah. And he, He's good at those like those nuances, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He's not doing a, a a lot of acting, and that's honestly to his credit. Um, I I every time I see him, I go, okay, this is going to be good. I like we're in safe hands with Jesse Plemons. Um, yeah. I don't know if it rises to 
um, to to being a winner here, especially not with Cody Smith McPhee, who is doing a more complicated role in the power of the dog. Um, and then J- honestly, J.K. Simmons, I I think that might be, you know, we like J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons has has won before in this category, and mm-hmm. he's a, a well known, beloved supporting actors supporting actor. Um, I'm actually thinking of someone else who was a supporting actor this year. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris in The Matrix 4. And when <laughs> I remember when J.K. Simmons won after Whiplash, he was mostly known for State Farm commercials for the general public. Right. When Neil Patrick Harris, they th- he's about to throw a commercial, he goes, he won an Oscar. Bum, ba, da, dum, bum, bum. And I, oh I my God, I remember that. Yeah. That exact moment. Um, supporting actors love, love J.K. Simmons. He's the like supporting actor of all supporting actors. I don't, I, this has to just be more of a, a shout out or a nod. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that, and then also personally, Kieran Hines did a great job in Belfast. That was a very sweet, heartwarming character, uh, yeah. a lovely character. I don't know how much, like, that wasn't a heavy acting lift. Um, it was, it was just a well done from a steady hand. And I think maybe we're seeing too much of that in supporting actor, uh, mm-hmm. especially this year between J.K. Simmons, Kieran Hines. To me, it's it's only between Troy Kotzer and Cody Smith McPhee. Cody Mc, Smith McPhee, from the way I've seen the momentum and the conversations about it, was the favorite for a long time, and now it's Troy Kotzer, especially since the SAG Awards and that speech. Yeah. Um, if we compare their who won what, Troy Kotzer won Gotham Awards, SAG, Indie Spirits, and Critics Choice. And mm-hmm. to me, those are those are different enough voting bodies yeah. that that might do it. And then Cody Smith McPhee won. NYFCC and Golden Globes. Um, right. I think the Golden Globes is is, um, uh, is it a big one, but I'm not sure if that's an indicator in any way towards uh, enough of an indicator to to give Cody Smith McPhee the, the momentum now heading to the Oscars. I honestly think it's Troy Kotzer's to lose, and that is I'm not sure who you, if you said your pick already, but I have Troy Kotzer as my personal pick of who I think deserves the win. So that so Troy Kotzer is your personal pick. Who you would like to win, or who you think will win? Both. I'm thinking, and maybe I'm just on the momentum train right now. Yeah. Um, I I I enjoyed that movie. I love that performance, and I think that yeah. that's my my money would be on Troy Kotzer. And I personally, on this list of five, I have other people I think that should have been on the list, but I think Troy Kotzer is the uh, is is gonna win. That's my opinion right now. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, Cody Smith McPhee was the one everyone kept talking about for the longest time, for like at least three months at the end of the year, ever since um, Power of the Dog really started rolling out. And, you know, people were watching the movie at the festivals and everyone just kept talking about Cody like the whole time. Um, and it was so funny how, you know, Coda came out to the general public earlier than uh, Power of the Dog did. Um, and I think it's one of those things where I think good word of mouth spread more like towards as the months kept going and more and more people started wa- watching CODA and realizing how great of an ensemble cast that was, but also now finally seeing the powerful acting from, from Troy here. Um, so if we were to talk about like personal uh, ones that I think will win. I really do want 
Troy to win. I, I really want him to win because um, if Coda's not going to get recognized for that much this year, I definitely at least want him to be the one to walk away with, with uh, a statue. Um, however, I am still writing on the whole the power of the dog uh, momentum that seems to be going on. And I really do think Cody will, will walk away with uh, the, the Oscar this year. I could be wrong. But at the same time, if I am wrong and it does go to Troy, I'd be extremely happy and pleased about the whole thing. But um, I, I just think the power of the dog has been having such huge momentum. I thought, honestly, it was going to die down, uh, you know, for uh, especially the last couple of months. But it seems to have ramped right back up again, um, especially with the, the two awards ceremonies that happened o- over the past weekend. So I, 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 my money is on Cody. Uh, but my personal fave here is definitely Troy. But uh, who do you think should have been included in this category? Or if we were to redo the whole thing, who would you have personally put in there as your, your picks? Yeah, I, so just to go off what you were saying before, the I think you're, you're right about Coda. Not enough people saw it. It was an Apple TV Plus situation. But mm-hmm. then once it gets an Oscar nomination, that's when I really feel like the conversation took off and people took it seriously. And then a lot of people say, well, now I need to watch that or take it more seriously. And that was my exact situation. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to watch it. And then once that happened, I said, all right, I, I need to figure out this Apple TV Plus situation so I can see that. Um, right. I think Power of the Dog has so much momentum and so many nominations, but there are a lot of times where a movie will have a lot of nominations and then not win a bunch of them. Um mm-hmm. So I that might be the the story this year, or it might. I just think that Troy Kotzer still wins, and that Cody Smith McPhee, maybe Cody Smith McPhee and Jesse Plemons split some votes too. That's also possible, and then that Very might possible, hurt yeah. McPhee even more just on that kind of the, the politics of it all. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it'd be interesting if you see Cody Smith McPhee win that category earlier in the night for supporting actor. It might be a runaway night for The Power of the Dog. Um, right. For people who will not be having a runaway night, there are a few, <laughs> a few egregious snubs. Um, to start with the, the the biggest snubs, which I think are more, not even necessarily my opinion, but what I've heard people talking about was Mike Feist, West Side Story. Yes. Cooper, Licorice Pizza, and Ben Affleck in The Tinder Bar. I think Ben mm. Affleck gets a little more of a push because he's a celebrity. And yeah. you're not going to give the the nomination to J-Lo a few years ago. And then you're going to say, we don't even want your man. And then you could be in the on the red carpet. Like, they're just shooting themselves in the foot on the, we want people to watch because there will be cool, famous people in attendance. Um, I I think that's only an error if you want to get your viewership up because you have that sweet package deal with Ben Affleck and J-Lo right now. I don't know right. if he necessarily deserves it. Bradley Cooper, I don't know if I would even give it to it, but it was fun and people were talking about it and taking that performance seriously in Licorice Pizza. What yeah. a wild ride. I honestly think Bradley Cooper's snub, uh, snubs in general, his work on Nightmare Alley as producer and yeah. as, as actor, I, I feel like the, the Academy still isn't taking him seriously enough. I probably wouldn't do, give it to him for Licorice Pizza, but it was a super fun. Every moment on screen was exhilarating. And then to me, the real crime was Mike Feist, West Side Story. Not dissimilar from Ariana DeBose. Every moment that person's on screen, their their energy is such a powerful performance. Such like a, a kinetic, like just their anytime their eyes are on the screen. I wasn't yeah. familiar enough with their work in musicals before. Um, and I... and. 
it seems like some people who know what they're talking about knew, okay, this dude's special. That was my first time experiencing it. And wow, I left the theater basically saying Ariane DeBose and Mike Feist are special. That that was a great performance. Um, and especially when he's not top billing and top billing Ansel Elgort doesn't carry the weight that everyone that that you would want him to. So then Mike Feist ends up being the, the best acting performance from that film, uh, at least on the male side. And I think that that's one that I wish that Mike Feist had gotten in. And if he's predominantly a musicals person, I'm not sure how many chances you get for something like that. Um, yeah. But that was that was an awesome performance. In the category of if we're stick to musicals for a couple other people, my other ones, if I especially if I don't include any of this year's actual nominees, which I'd probably keep Troy Kotzer and maybe scrap the rest, maybe keep Cody Smith McPhee. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ruben de Jesus, I, I think is how we pronounce yeah. it from Big Boom, was yeah. amazing. That was mm-hmm. another musical performance, but had to do emotional death, not just song and dance. And then mm-hmm. the other one is Corey Hawkins, who I think you would nominate Corey Hawkins for Macbeth, but also being in in the Heights, doing a solid job there. But um, the the role in Macbeth was awesome. I I think that they had a great year, and they I'm excited to see their star on the rise. And I think this would have been a cool year to, to nominate them. Although I don't know if either of those on their own gets it. There's a funner conversation to have of when I was going through some possible supporting picks, especially for supporting. If you're a main uh-huh. actor, you might only get a few movies a year. There's some people who had a handful of supporting, uh, um, supporting roles in the last year. Uh, and that were, Individually, not going to get him a nomination, but in total, wow. So another, the next one I'm thinking of is Richard Jenkins in The Humans. I might even, I don't know if that's my winner, but I definitely would have put them on my list over a couple of, of the people who actually made it. Um, that was a difficult role to pull off. And I think one of the problems with supporting actor uh, and supporting actresses, there's folks who always give amazing, amazing performances, but because of how they look or just the, the way that they've been typecast in Hollywood, they're not taken seriously as as leading actors. And so I think Richard Jenkins did his his damn thing that he always does, but in The Humans, it was, it was very special. And then also in Nightmare Alley, that was uh, another impressive performance from, from Richard Jenkins um, in the same year. My last one would be in French Dispatch. I want to say Jeffrey Wright, but when I was thinking about it, Benicio del Toro, I would give um, a nomination to as well. I think at the end mm-hmm. of the day, um, but it's a tough list to crack. And when you have yeah. such amazing actors, I just wish that it, it doesn't make sense to me that somebody like J.K. Simmons gets there. But I'm hoping that if the Academy does the right thing and Troy Kotzer wins, it won't be as regrettable uh, to see those snubs. Uh, right. What about you? What do you what do you have on your end, dude? Mike Feist was my all time. He was the big yeah. snub for me. Like, like exactly for the same reasons you said, and what I was alluding to earlier when I said there was someone else that I was going to wait till later to mention because them two, him and Ariana, were like the powerhouses of that movie. Um, the fact that every scene he was in with Ansel Egort and he stole those scenes from him every single time. 
Um, it's pretty much a shame that he didn't get recognized in the Oscars this time around. And I think a lot of people were kind of championing him to get that recognition because I think he ran away with a lot of those scenes that he he was in. And like you said, too, if he is going to be a prominent um, musical type of actor, he may not get a, another shot for a while, if any. Right. Because we never know in any given year. I think the last two years we have been seeing a ton of musicals on screen, um, more so than we have had in previous years. And if that trend is going to continue, then, yes, I would love to see him featured more, get more roles, get himself out there more often and all that. But if it changes and there's a shift, then uh, who knows if we'll ever get to see him again in this type of role, um, in that type of prominence. So he, he is like my number one. Uh, uh, all-time uh, snub there. I love the fact that you brought up Richard Jenkins in The Humans because that movie is not getting talked enough, in my opinion. Like, that movie... Uh, again, I, I'm a I'm a big A24 fan, so I love a lot of the movies that they produce, but this is one of those movies that transcended the whole horror thriller genre and made it more realistic and not supernatural, not whatever. It's the human condition, right? And he... You know, he definitely stood out in that movie. I would even give him a lead actor nomination. I wouldn't even give him supporting actor because I think he was the main guy in that movie, uh, Mm -hmm. even though he wasn't the husband of um, the daughter and all that, who was, you know, obviously prominent throughout the movie. Right. Uh, For me, he was the lead actor in that movie. So I would uh, probably have given him recognition for that. But yeah, Richard Jenkins, it was amazing. And again, Nightmare Alley. And we'll talk about this in a future episode when we talk about, um, you know, directing and uh, best picture. Uh, Nightmare Alley, I'm happy is finally getting some recognition as the closer we got to the Oscars because it. You came, unfortunately, it came out the same time Spider-Man came out, and no one saw that movie, right? I think Spider-Man just, like, you know, got everyone's attention and all that, but, you know, and I saw it, like, a week later, and I'm happy I did, because there were a lot of great performances in that movie, and the, the movie as a whole is just a very, very well-done cinematic type of uh, a movie that, you know, Guillermo put together there that I really loved, and, yes, Richard was also fantastic in that movie as well. So, um, yeah, I definitely love that you brought up those two. Um, The one question I do have, and this was the one actor that was getting a lot of mention also as well, and it kind of fizzled out, was Jared Leto in House of Mm -hmm. Gucci. Um, You know, I think a lot of people were expecting him to get that nomination. Now, is that something you would have loved to see, or are you happy it didn't go through? I that that's right that that should have been on my list. Um I I am glad the Oscars take themselves seriously enough to not include <laughs> Leto on this list. We're yeah. talking about Mike Feist and there's another snub there if because our next conversation is going to be about best actor and best actress and there's um Lady Gaga in that same House of Gucci and then Rachel Ziegler right. in um from West yeah. Side Story. Those are yeah. a couple movies that got snubbed in other ways. I think from those movies, definitely Mike Feist, not Jared Leto. I did. I have an awesome time watching every moment Jared Leto was on screen. Yes, but it was laughable. It was so loud and over the top and so ridiculous. If it's the most acting award, Jared Leto should win every single time they're on screen, along with like the Johnny Depp's of the world. 
but no, I couldn't possibly take that seriously. If it had, it would be, it would feel almost like the, um, the, the award where they're having the Twitter users vote for it and Camilla right. Cabello is doing well. And they were trying to give uh, some kind of moment to some kind of shine to Spider-Man and no, instead it's uh, Camilla, Camilla Cabello and Johnny Depp right now. I think in that type of way, if we're going to be trolls, yeah, Jared Leto was the greatest actor of all time. Put him up there with Pacino, De Niro, any of their performances. Wow. It was so, no, that was objectively bad, but it was entertaining. <laughs> it sold a lot of popcorn, and I yeah. love those moments. I kind of, in good conscience, choose Jared Leto in a serious way when mm -hmm. it was that ridiculous. Yeah. I did, I did yeah. have fun. I did love it. Yeah, I think I think I remember you and I talked about it after we both saw it. And it was one of those movies, especially with a role like that, you had to be in on the joke, right, to actually really appreciate it. Uh, it was for him, you know, in the interviews I've seen him give about his performance and all that, you know, he didn't see it as a comical type of performance. He, he saw wasn't it as, in on the joke. If he was in on the joke, yeah. then maybe. But that dude was yeah. trying and it came out so flat. Right. Yeah. And it was it's interesting because, you know, after a while, it annoyed the hell out of me um, because <laughs> it became like, you know, I'm watching a, a real life Mario brother on the screen, but everyone in the audience were eating it up. They would laugh at every moment. And when I would leave the theater, I heard people just talk about him consistently and how yeah. he the, he was the favorite part of the whole movie and everything like that and I did think it kind of hurt the movie um, a little bit uh, as far as uh, what was trying to be accomplished but you know for me I still enjoyed the movie as a whole because I was in my own way in on the joke right and I kind of yeah. like appreciated for what it was um, but you know it, it is interesting how again how any given moment just like football right American football um, things can change as the months go on and people's opinions are uh, out there and all that and to see so much talk about his performance in House of Gucci and how people were saying like oh he's gonna get a nom he's gonna get a nom and then for it not to happen and then like all the other shifts that we've been seeing you know, based on people who were talked about at one point and now who are being talked about now. Uh, it's just really, it's it's fun. And I guess that's one of the reasons you and I, we're, we enjoy this time of season because, oh, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it's really, really interesting and all that. So, uh, awesome. So, yeah, so those are the supporting nominations. Uh, any final thoughts or words about both uh, supporting actor and supporting actress? No, I think you're absolutely right. You don't know what to expect. And then especially with the, the changing Oscars voters, it, yeah. it's there's surprises. And this year I, I was particularly surprised by a lot of nominations. And then what will actually happen on voting day? We don't know. That's why this is so fun to talk about. So thank you, Renee. I, I love yeah. doing this with you. No, of course. No, it, it's again, this is stuff that we do all the time. It's just, you know, it's it's great to actually, uh, you know, make some use of this conversation and actually just put our opinions out there, you know, and all that. And this is something we should have done a long time ago. Um, my final thought, as the name actually just dropped into my head, um, I would have actually also loved, even though it would have been a long shot, I would have loved to see Andy Lau nominated for Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because, you know, he has been a well-known prominent Hong Kong actor for many, many years. I, I remember watching his old Hong Kong movies from way back in the day. You know, he's well-recognized within the Asian community. Uh, when he showed up in Shang-Chi, obviously everyone, you know, lost their minds because you have a real prominent Asian actor in an American movie, right? Um, and I think a lot of people would say that he was probably one of the best um, performances in that movie along with uh, Simu Liu. Um, but uh, just personally, I think I would have loved to have seen him get a little bit more recognition because I felt like it was just spur of the moment where, you know, he was getting all the recognition when that movie came out. And then, you know, it kind of just faded into the background and all that, which I kind of felt what happened in previous years for someone like, for example, Delroy Lindo in, you know, The Five Bloods. Like, I thought his performance was so strong and so powerful, you know, and then he just didn't get recognized whatsoever uh, around this time of year. And the same thing with, like, Elizabeth Moss, too, right? It's like one of those things where it's just like, you know, maybe the movie came out too early, maybe it came out at a weird time, you know, what have you. Um, but then you also have the last months of the year with so much stacked movies coming out and with streaming and everything, everything's being, you know, fired off and, you know, people's attentions are, you know, based on what they've recently saw and they tend to forget about all the past performances and all that stuff like that. So uh, as we were wrapping things up, that my, that name just kind of fell into my head and I was like, oh, you know what? It would have been cool to kind of see him get recognized for that. That's a, that's a great call. Yeah, Tony Long and then um, Michelle Yeoh from that movie. I would love to live in a world where the Shang-Chi's are getting nominations and the Eternals, there's performances in there. I had a couple names mm -hmm. on my list for that. Um, and I I would like if if that was the the Oscars that we had. That's definitely yeah. another conversation is how do we how how can they fix and make this better? Because those fun movies that a lot of people see, there are great performances in those. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, and, and thank you for correcting me. I don't know why I say it, Andy Lau. It, yeah, it is Tony Leung. Um, so my apologies. Please don't come at me in the comments. Like that's what that was just a mistake. Um, but look up Andy Lau. He is also a great actor too. Um, cool. So yeah, let's wrap this up. Um, you know, thank you again for watching. Uh, stay tuned to the channel. We're going to be going into obviously the leading actor and actress categories. We're going to go into uh, best picture, best directing. Um, uh, best animated um, and then uh, we'll have a fun episode uh, sometime around next week to talk about how we're filling out our Oscar ballots that we do every year so until then Blake where can people find you online so I am on letterboxd at Blake Wolf SSN like Blake Wolf's screen name uh, that is my handle there where I have logged over 2,600 movies and is a labor of love. And so when I was going through my list of who, who would I nominate, I got to just pull that up, focus on 2021, and then just go through all the movies I saw. It was it was a lot. I'm glad that it's, it gets to, I get to use that in these conversations with you because I love doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should really take a page from your book because I, I still keep spreadsheets and I log all the movies that I watch uh, throughout the year. So it'd probably be much easier if I just do that. But uh, but yeah, you, you can obviously find me on all the handles you see on the screen. Obviously, Loki Geek on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and of course, YouTube and podcast platforms that you have access to. Thank you so much for watching. Again, you like what you see, like, subscribe, come back to the channel and hang out with us as we talk about movies.
for movie time. So we will catch you all next time. Peace.